Hey, y'all. Thanks once again for tuning in to another episode of Tights and Fights. Do y'all love me? Because I love you. If you love me the way that I love you, and if we're best friends forever, y'all know what you got to do. You got to go on iTunes. iTunes? iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And hit them fives. You got to go on there and hit all them fives. Um, and then while you're hitting them fives, leave us a review like Nell Bear Pig, who says, we're like having friends and family over for drinks and to talk about wrestling. Oh, that's nice. I do accept bribes in the form of drinks. So thanks once again for listening to another episode of Tights and Fights. If you keep leaving those reviews, we might be able to get some merch. So do that. Hit them fives. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> yes. Leave it in. <laughs> Tights and Fights Podcast. It's the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal, and there's Daniel, and this guy, Mike Eagle, is there as well. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Tights and Fights Podcast, Tights and Fights Podcast, Tights and Fights Podcast, it's Tights and Fights. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Remarchitect, Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Hound of Social Justice, Danielle Radford. What up? And the one who's going to get a boat and sail away on a river of your cheers, Lindsay Kelk. Why, hello. (laughs) We've got tons of news to talk about, from Neville's apparent departure to an apparent world title clash at Survivor Series, and what we especially loved from the week in wrestling. But first, let's talk about the final Raw before TLC. We learned early on that Braun versus Roman in a steel cage would have extra stipulations. Either Miz was removed from his team, or a fifth member would be added to Miz's team. We didn't know who that fifth member would be until this happened. He's fired up. He's ready to go. Strowman not quite sure where he is. Fired up. Ready to go. What the? Oh, my God. Strowman off the distraction. And he, he can't be here. Is he here? It's Libertarian oh Kane. <laughs> he should have come out just like Drew Gulag. Kane is right. Kane came from out of the ring. What the hell is Kane doing here? He's here to set people to hell and extol the virtues of personal liberties. <laughs> Kane's here to teach you that you can best help others by helping yourself. <laughs> is he, is the race done? No, it's still going on. Still, still going, going on. on. So he just thinks this is a good thing in the, I mean, let's look at the political landscape of America today, people. Maybe this is a good thing. Well, yeah. and it's also, I guess, he, I guess he's mask Kane, so he can be like, during the day, I will be your mayor, and yeah. at night, I'll be a demon from hell who when fights I'm other dudes to the death. to hell by popping up out of the ring. That's different, you guys. That's just a hobby. Now let me kiss you, baby. Well, <laughs> I like Kane. This probably sounds like I'm anti-Kane. I'm not. I like Kane. I think he's a fun performer. He still is able to have the same types of matches he's always had because he's a big, powerful dude, mm-hmm. and he plays that role well. Uh, are you excited to see him in this match? What does he add? Because yeah. you already have I Braun in there. Cane. He adds some cane. We had zero cane, and now we have 100% more cane. We have one more unit of cane. Yeah. I guess, for me, I, I understand the idea behind... You mentioned it. I think Mike mentioned it. A bunch of people online I also saw who were like, you know, we're glad that the Shield is back, but is this really a big enough deal to justify at the pay-per-view? Yeah. If nothing else, he adds that extra like, oh, 
you know, where it's not just going to be the shield running through dudes. I mean, the shields, you know, at this point, if you made the shield lose, we would be like, oh, I get it. Although he's probably just there to eat the pin or whatever. Yeah, to protect Braun. Yeah. Which is also, which also, I mean, Braun needs some protecting. Yeah, he does. He does. He still, although he still does. He won yeah, the he won true. the cage match, and yes. it was another solid match. I thought between him and Roman probably doesn't live up to their previous matches, but it had the great spot with the suplex off of the second rope. Mm-hmm. I, you know, another solid outing from the two of them. I, like, I feel like we're going to that well. At a certain point, they were fight forever, and then they broke them apart. And I think when you do that, because the background's not there, like it was with with Rollins and Ambrose, when they come back together, it doesn't feel like, it feels like he was just sort of added to the Shield match. Yeah, well, even when they attacked him, when the Shield attacked Braun two weeks ago, last week, I was like, huh? Right. It's like, but why though? And I get like, they're like, yeah, we're just running through guys And they'd all wrestle him. of justice. Yeah, but I'm like, Dude was doing his job. Like, you guys. (laughs) I thought you were hounds of justice, not hounds of, like, hound this guy who was just doing his job. But it's like, oh, we we need to get him in this big old exciting match for no real reason. It's also like, both of y'all volunteered to fight him. He didn't go back there and, like, he was like, someone's got to fight me because my job is to fight people. And they were like, we will be the fight out, stop out, stop out. And I fully... (laughs) And now it's like, that's his fault somehow? Yeah, is he the heel? Is he just a guy? I'm so confused. But, hey, why not? Let's throw some cane into the mix because it's Halloween. Like, what? I can't handle the Halloween-ness of Raw right now. I can't do it. Oh, we're going to do a deep dive into that bullshit. But I I want to talk... How deep? So deep, put your ass to sleep. <laughs> yes. So uh, <laughs> I want to talk for a second. The top of the show, they come out through the crowd. They're wearing the vests. They come out to the Sierra <sighs> Hotel, India, Echo it. Lima I Delta. That pleased me. I feel like watching it, they should have saved the Shield's entrance for TLC and not had them. Yes. And they come down and like threaten Kurt Angle. Like all of a sudden, no. Roman Reigns is acting like a heel Poor because Kurt he's got Angle. his two buddies, but they're cheering for him because he's actually a face because he's in the Shield. Like what? I. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. It just doesn't. Feel. The logic of this reunion is getting lost on me because they're giving away yeah. the big moments on free TV. Yeah. And now, like, all there's left at the pay-per-view is for them to win, which seems like the logical conclusion. They're not going to bring them together to lose. That would make no sense. Hey, maybe yeah. there's some extra thing that's going to happen. That Maybe it, another guy. Maybe it'll be a six on three. Yeah, maybe, maybe Punk will come back. Oh, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Uh-huh. But, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe there'll be another thing. <laughs> I'm... I'm Ryback. Ryback. He's not doing anything else. He's probably working on another book, telling women wrestling fans that we're crazy. Yeah, he's fun. (laughs) Ah, what a good time. Um, so for me, I've I've long let go of the logic of this. I'm just enjoying it for what it is. There's no logic to the Shield reunion. The Shield reunion happened because Shield reunion is a cool thing, and I'm gonna. Can, until it gets to the point where it becomes just like stupid or ridiculous, I'm hyped on it right now. I can float on a cloud of this not making sense that will take me through for at least another, like at least through TSC. Can it get you to survive a series? Because it's going to need to. Oh, yeah. It can get me. Th- mm. I mean, you're excited about the holidays. Yeah. You have a lot going yeah. on outside of wrestling. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it will. Maybe it I will think get it can, yeah, Your I think life it, will boo yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, it will at least, this pink cloud of happy that I'm on with wrestling right now, and it's a big pink cloud. It's been a good re- wrestling week. This goodwill for them will at least last another two weeks. Okay. Again, it's not upsetting. It just is confusing to me. Yes. I don't have the same, and we talked about this last week, I don't have the same attachment to The Shield because I missed 
I came in at the tail end of their initial run. Yeah. Yeah. I like all three guys. I understand how popular they were. And I've gone back and watched a lot of their stuff. But I wasn't there to have as much of an impact. Yeah. I get how big this is. Yeah, no, I think so about a reunion feels... is you have to have cared about the union. And yeah. if you didn't yes. care about the union, then... But it but also... it's not like it was that long ago, you know? It's, right. Know. It's just creatively, it, this is me Monday morning quarterbacking, which is what all of this all is, fans do. Yeah, this and is this a one, podcast. Yes. That's what we do. This in particular <laughs> is just is just stupefies me because it feels like they're giving away money. Yeah. I just, mm. I'd like to see the working. You know, it's yes. like, I just like to know, which is a pointless thing to say, because all I'm doing is setting myself up for sadness is, hey, you guys in the back, what's the plan? Um, which is just is something you should never say to the guys in the back. Sure. Speaking of important things, super important. This comes from the Loveland Swing Like a Pendulum Do department. I'm done with Finn Balor. I'm completely done. I don't want to see him on TV anymore. I don't want to watch him wrestle another match, especially not with that fucking makeup on his face. I think he is a very talented worker. I think he is good in short and focused promos. If I have to hear about the backstory of the demon or a legend from his hometown one more time, I am going to throw my television out of the window like it's the opening credits of SCTV. It is going to fall from the top of the building and hit the ground below and explode. I'm over Bray Wyatt. I can't. And the seasonal... I, I like seasonal Don't skins Halloween in... Halloween pumpkin in, that yeah. David, That's pumpkin. so <laughs> weird. It's the great Why pumpkin, you, Charlie Brown. I'm so... Uh, this is not to tell it. We don't need to sell an extra T-shirt at www.shop.com. His demon makeup is his demon makeup. That's what it is. That's what his thing is. Please don't pumpkin fire him just because it's Halloween. Finn is sexy. The demon is sexy. I don't know what the fuck yeah. that was. Jack Skellington is not sexy. Yeah, that was like that was like a kid getting face paint at the Autumn Day Fair. It looks like I did it, guys, yeah. and it's beyond my skills. I it's. I agree, and I'm sad that I agree. I love Finn, and I will watch Finn bounce around, pop his collar, wave his little trunks it all day long. I the think terrible he's finisher. Such a fun... Yes, I know, but the rest of his matches are so great. I love to watch his matches. Yes. And they're fun. You never know. Like I, with, He's working with the right people. He just puts on the best matches. I love watching him. I don't want to watch this. I think the demon would have worked very well in the 80s. I think it would have worked very well up until like 1995, 96 in WWF. WCW, they probably would have, I mean, they had fucking RoboCop out there. Oh no, they would have done this anything. is definitely some Thursday night thunder fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anybody sold the demon, the character, yeah. the way Triple H sold Cactus Jack in 1997, mm then I would have no problem with the demon, but nobody does. Nobody does. The There's is, no respect for we it. We should be super psyched when someone brings out their special power. Right? Right. Or they do yeah. And for me personally, like I would rather watch a Finn match than a demon match. Me too. And I, I, maybe it's not for us. Maybe it's for the little kids that are buying the demon action figures. But that's my issue with the demon is like, I'm not psyched to see it. I'm not like, oh, this adds more to it to me. I would rather just watch badass leather jacket Finn pop his collar and kick you in the face. Like, yeah. I've decided that I'm just going to lean into how fucking awful this is. I'm just yeah, leaning into it. I'm okay. leaning into it. It's going to be ridiculous. Please bring back the projector yeah. in the ring. I want it to be like watching a wrestling match during a ghetto production of Sleep No More. Like This have, is all it needs to be for Have me. Finn come in the ring and go, oh, hi, Mark. Like That's where, <laughs> that's where we are right now. He did not. And you know what? I love did. that movie. It did not. I'm so surprised yeah. that we all love that movie. <laughs> 
Uh, let's talk about Alicia Fox. Yes. Who is finally getting Ooh. to show off her crazy side much more now. They're, it feels like they're developing that character. Had a great backstage brawl yeah. with Sasha Banks. I was going to put she it over, it. but it was so long. I was like, oh, I don't. I wouldn't want to cut just a section out of this. It's yeah. great. And I love that she sells things by going, ow! <laughs> I know. I loved, I loved, like, when the ref was like, you can't do that, you can't do that. And she's like, you're not my dad, you're not my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like like a kid on Jenny Jones, like, you don't know me. Do I you, love You that. can't tell me what to do. Do you think she's at a, do you think she can be built to a point where she could have a title run, run theoretically? I think, yeah, yeah if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. But, I, I mean, Judah Mahal's champ. Like, I've done everything I can do. You ordered the I've t-shirt? I ordered the t-shirt because oh. she needed my dollars. She does need your dollars. So, uh, she like, I won't dollars. eat tomorrow, but that's fine, because she needs that. <laughs> uh, let's also talk about Mickey James' promo, where she actually referred to some of the stuff Bliss has been saying about her. I have a three-year-old little boy at home waiting for me. And when I tell you that he is the light of my life, he is my everything. <sighs> it's the greatest feeling in the world. But you know what would be one of the greatest feelings in my entire career? Hold on. Pause it. Pause it, Julian. You edited that because she had a brain fart in the middle there uh. where it looked like somebody, like... Because what I thought it was, she almost said, do you know what would be even better? Right. <laughs> yeah, she, like, maybe so. Catch herself and then be like, oh, shit, no, that sounds terrible. You're not allowed to say what would be better than my kid. You know what would be like, better than the birth of my child? Even though everyone thinks it's all yeah. the time. <laughs> all, those, all those people watching are like, I don't care about your kid. Are you going to win this match? Like, I um, want to say she's she is, but I don't, I don't know if she is. You know, her matches are solid. She looks confident in the ring. I, I don't think... I don't see why she wouldn't be able to. There's no part of it that feels like she's especially an underdog. Yeah, I just feel like going into Sunday, I want the challenger. When we're in a situation where it's pretty clear the challenger is going to lose, just because Man. they're going to save Alexa for Oscar. I know, guys. Who wouldn't rather watch Mickey and Oscar? I, I, totally. But yeah. I think I want Mickey to feel a little more dominant because you want your chicken shit heel to actually be afraid. Right. Of the person yeah, she's, she's facing other than be, just being a mean girl to her. So I think that they've – and, that you know, we've been talking about how there have been a lot of misfires in the angle of Yeah, well, I think it's been – if anything, it's been very reductive for Alexa's character rather than yeah. bad for Mickey's. I think it's right. been bad for Alexa. Alexa, who's been this awesome mean girl, but she, she hasn't been a mean girl at the expense of anyone else. It's been like, I'm the best. I'm the goddess. Great. Thanks for showing up, you guys. But I'm the best, and I now am in charge of everything. Whereas now – they have reduced it to this, like, you're an old lady who needs depends. Yep. I do think that part of the good thing about that is, is that when um, she gets her head smooth the fuck kicked off, it's going to be It's so going to be even better. Yeah. Like, because you True. do have this, because you, you're right, like, she is going to be destroyed by Asuka. Yeah. And now that she's an even worse person, because I hated all that stuff, I wasn't a fan of it, but yeah. um, when she gets thoroughly destroyed by someone who, what, Asuka's... The same age as Mickey, She's maybe a year, year younger yeah. than Mickey, right and Asuka kicks her teeth in. That's <laughs> going to be amazing. Yeah. All right. Before we get to SmackDown, Danielle, last week was the penultimate episode of Lucha Underground. You can give a quick summary if you like. Wasn't any better than the prior week. It was. Okay. It was. I enjoyed it. Because it had, like, the standouts for me were there was a sexy star and tie a match. 
which is weird to watch now <laughs> just because of like all the stuff that happened. Right. But it was a fantastic match. Taya, as per usual, gave it like everything. I and mean, she did really, really great. And it's weird because now it's like everything's colored by what's happened since. Yeah. And so even though I know this was taped um, a whole ass relationship ago, like <laughs> there are moments when you're like, yeah, pin the fuck out of her. Pin her, pin her, pin her. <laughs> Where it's like I've always appreciated her, but now it's like, yeah, pin her. And so we're getting ready for, I believe next week is the last week. Prince Puma's like kind of, he's been getting ready to go and, and do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, fucking Darth Vampito comes back <laughs> and is like, is like, I'm going to teach you some shit or whatever. So I'm always <laughs> Vampito being like. Emperor Palpatine is my favorite fucking thing in the world. And that's totally like him coming out and being like, yeah, like I'm fucking Bampito. And it's like, shut up, Ian. But it's still really, really fun. And so, yeah, I'm just, this episode was definitely more enjoyable for me than last week. Last week was just like, it was too much. I don't care about hair versus hair matches. Like, I don't care about a lot of that stuff. This was like, I like Goofy more than like, like if you're going to do the bloody the Hell of War was all the bloody that I like wanted. I'm sure the next episode will be bloody, but it's the last one, so it's kind of okay. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. And it was, right. was good. And again, we got fucking crazy Palpatine Ian. It's dope. <laughs> Palpatine. 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 Oh, goodness. All right, on to SmackDown, where WWE champion Jinder Mahal has two competitors lurking on the horizon. AJ Styles, who's up next for a title match, and a challenge <laughs> issued by Jinder Mahal... For a match with Universal Champion Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. I'll tell you what, this week, despite the the shield coming through the crowd, which I get is a major moment, I would argue that SmackDown was a better show than Raw. And I think that the the promo that Mahal gave is the best one he's done in his entire run as champion. Like, he hit Mm -hmm. the right notes. It wasn't about xenophobia. It was about... Him being a privileged mm. champion who looked down on everybody and mm-hmm. said, you are going to worship me. Yes. Because yep. I'm so great. Like, that's the Jinder Mahal I think that we've been hoping for around these parts. And I think we finally got it. And the the entire promo with AJ Styles was exciting. Now, he's going to get his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. Mm. How did you guys feel about that segment, about AJ Styles being the next challenger and about Brock Lesnar being uh, his next big match at Survivor Series, assuming that gets booked. I don't I, like it. Doesn't bother me. I just I don't have any real. I liked. I like what he's doing now. I don't really have strong feelings about it. Made it made me sad that the Money in the Bank briefcase is not still in the mix. Because if someone yeah. else had it and that was still a real thing, and then he fought Brock Lesnar, I'd be like, Oh, we're getting the cash in, you guys. But we're not getting the cash in, you guys. We're maybe getting a match where he's just going to get murdered to death on TV in front of us. Well, the Bollywood boys are going to take oh, off the big box. For fuck's sake. Can they just fuck off? I'm sorry. I try really hard. Uh-huh. Really? No. You got the Dude, most English you've ever that gotten on here. the most British. Would, would one mind fucking off? Um, <laughs> just like, um, go away. They're not doing anything. They're not adding anything. They're rolling around laughing on their backs is getting so I want to punch him in their face. Isn't that the point as a heel though? Yeah, I know, but I don't think it adds to him. It's the clowniness. Like, so I, ugh, I don't think that builds him up. I think that just makes him look dumb. Do you think that AJ Styles will be the guy to bring good matches out of Jinder Mahal if anybody can do it. One can hope. I mean, he can do it. He can do it. It's whether or not he will do it or be able to do it with what they're given. I'll tell you what. I think that 
that Jinder going to India and that trip that yes, he took which obviously was very important. has done wonders for his character mm. and will continue to. I think that I think a light turned on and I think I think Styles will help guide him along to help him work a variation of his style and be a little more adaptable. Do you think they keep the belt on him having already done the India trip which is presumably yeah, I mean they talked about they're doing a tour there on the 8th and 9th of December something oh, like okay. that. So mm. he's keeping it for a and while. And he'll he'll be he'll be the first Indian champion to defend there. Yeah. So he'll hold he'll hold on to it at least that long, yeah. maybe till Royal Rumble, maybe till uh, Mania for Shinsuke. Who who knows? Hmm. Who know? I would keep it on him for a while. Yeah. I, I would. I would just keep it on him. And he's definitely surpassed anything I thought he was gonna <clears throat> do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the thing that made SmackDown the best show of the week by far. If this was the only thing, and the Usos had a great promo. Mm. Yeah. With uh, yeah, Gable, Gable and, and Benjamin, although uh, let's can we get a, like a second mic when there are five people there? Because Renee's got little <laughs> T Rex arms. It's not fair for her She's to keep reaching. Wee. We got like ten percent of what Shelton Benjamin said because it was like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now what's going on over there. And then I'm gonna come over here. We're gonna talk for a second. And I'll tell you right now. We're gonna tell you this important thing that I said. So the greatest thing of all was Sammy and Kevin, whose friendship seems like it will carry them all the way to the end of time. Here's a clip. We are SmackDown Live, and there is nothing you, you, or anybody back there can do about it. I'm so happy. My name is Kevin Owens. This is Sami Zayn, and he is my best friend. You have to wonder if this tune will change next week with the return Shut of the up, Michael. Holy, man. Holy tight. <laughs> Hold me tight. Never let me go. I can't. I can't. I have so many feelings. I, I have so many emotions. There is nothing more beautiful than the smile that those guys get when they are working I together know. and when they actually just get to be buds and be like, you can see, like, legit, obviously, at some point, sad things are going to happen, but I'm not thinking about that no, right now. that's far away. That's far away. That's no, don't it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Friends forever. Friends forever. Friends forever. Friends forever. But, like, you can see how psyched Kevin is to, like, when he fucking got that pin on fucking Randy, you can see <laughs> how excited Kevin was. They yeah. were doing that thing. Yeah. He's holding him all the way up the ramp. He's Singing his fucking music, he's like, "Hold that me was tight." My favorite thing. Uh, Sammy gets so excited, smiling, and and Sammy's entrance still works, which I knew it would. I knew that if he just danced yeah. douchier, no, he's just like a rude boy asshole. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just just turn it up and just yeah. turn that from being smug grin, big smirk, yeah, keep on going. Like you go yeah. from I'm dancing because I love wrestling and the music and you guys to like I'm dancing because I love me. Yep, exactly. Oh, it's so it good. is like the dudes that would like skank into your boobs. <laughs> it was my bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, but you're wrong, Hal. It wasn't the best thing that happened on SmackDown this week. It was the best thing that happened in any of our lives ever. Yeah, the correct. entire world. It ever. The, Even when Mickey they James came life. back out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck that kid. No, when, when they came back out, when they obviously hadn't run the show long enough, and Nakamura and Randy were like, why is the camera still on us? What the fuck is happening here? And I know Shinsuke like, had back this out thing. And did the extra <laughs> promo. Uh. Shinsuke got this look on his face when they come out. He, he literally was like, what? I fully yeah. thought he was looking at Randy like, how did you fuck this up, Orton? Like, what did you do? I know this was you because I know it wasn't me because I'm a fucking professional. Yeah. And then they came back out onto the ramp and it was magical. I'll tell you what. If you want a textbook look at the proper motivation for a heel turn, mm. you can look at Mick Foley in ECW mm. and you can look at Sami Zayn 
Tuesday night. Mm. So that good. was such a good promo. That, and yeah. the two of them insulting Daniel Bryan <laughs> for, which, for anybody, <laughs> even somebody like me who admittedly is like 90% WWE, WWF mark, I understood what they were talking about mm. and I understood yep. the history between those three guys mm-hmm. and it, even if you didn't have a good grasp on that, it was so apparent like how much everybody believed what they were yeah. saying and Daniel Bryan oh, sold it so well. Amazing. It was off the charts. Even when he just yep. walked off and they were like, where are you going? It was like, oh, I'm going to go find two guys to punch you in the face. So and good. It felt so natural and Daniel Bryan often feels a little stilted in yeah. those scripted segments but he was clearly having the time of his life. And they it. could have done this anywhere and it worked but the fact that they did it in fucking Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Like yep. the fact that they did, they <laughs> did do it in front of the crowd that he's had to give every sad flannel speech in front yep. of. So Aww. like, On to some smaller things for the week. Does it bother you that there's only one match on Sunday that involves tables, ladders, or chairs? Or are you just excited there isn't a stairs match this year? Fuck the stairs. Fuck the stairs. No, I don't I only need one. And I because I feel like what happens is is that Every when they do these big kind of like big theme pay-per-views and they feel like everyone has to do the theme, you're getting half of a match because people are like they're wrestling safer matches so that they can get ready for the spots. Mm. But they're not going to do all the spots they could do because, you know, the best ones are going to come at the end. So it never feels super satisfying anyway. So I'd rather have a bunch of regular ass, good, solid pay-per-view matches and then one fucking balls out crazy weird tables ladders and chairs no stairs match i'd love to see i'd like to see more ladders my hand is up because i hate people and want the world to burn i just i like ladder matches because someone's it's that thing like when you see someone go head first over their head handlebars on a bike on a video and you know they're okay because it's a video on you've been framed but you also know they really could have got hurt that's the same mentality for ladder matches they're not always okay. They're mostly okay. They got $150 for their home video, so it's okay. <laughs> but like it's not, like the ladder match, uh, was it WrestleMania two years ago, the ladder match that start, opened The Mania. Intercontinental, the one yes, that Daniel yeah. Bryan won? And I just loved that so much. Yeah. It was a great match. And it makes me always want to see ladder matches when there's a potential ladder match. <laughs> All right, this is just a yes or no. We'll go around, we'll each give our expert opinion. Sinkara, is there any <laughs> chance on earth they're going to book him to go over Baron Corbin for that title at any point. Danielle. No. 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 Hey, if you have any thoughts on the week in wrestling, let us know about it at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights or at tightsfights on Twitter. When we come back, we'll take a look at Neville's presumed departure from WWE and what it means for the cruiserweights. They still exist. Up next on Tights and Fights. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flobie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman.
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelt. We've talked before about how Neville had become the most consistently good part of the Cruiserweight division after he reinvented his character for the new platform. He delivered tons of great moments in the last year from his strong matches to his fun promos like this one. I broke my ankle just three weeks out from the big one, and I was robbed, robbed of my very first WrestleMania moment. But more than that, I looked around and I noticed nobody cared. And as the months went by, I made the realization that I had been forgotten by each and every one of you. But I obliterated an entire division to remind everybody just how good I am. Yeah. So now there are many indications that Neville has asked for his release from the company, just as he was in the middle of the best part of his run in WWE. So Neville's not confirmed that he's leaving, right? But with many Mm -hmm. of his peers reacting to it, it's fair to speculate. So on that note, do you find it surprising someone like Neville would want to leave the cruiserweight division even though he was arguably its biggest star? No. It, no, I'm not surprised. It makes me really sad um, for him because I think he loves wrestling. We know he loves wrestling, right? He fought and fought and fought to get to WWE and then he finally got there and then... Meh. I think it's bad. It's bad. It is bad. And I think WWE has historically done a poor job of featuring cruiserweights. They've never really known what to do with them. This just feels like a confirmation of a lot of the suspicions that we've had that WWE only cares about the cruisers to a certain point and they don't really want to let them go too far as performers. So the tournament does extremely well, so they spin them off into their own show that tapes after people have sat mm-hmm. through three hours of wrestling and they it's not buried on the network. Nothing is buried on the network really. But it feels like when they show it on Raw, there were a couple Cruiserweight matches on Mm -hmm. Raw. And for each one, they had to give so much exposition because even they're assuming you know – not only do you know nothing about this – you know, it's normal for them to reset and show you a package. Mm -hmm. But this just feels like you might not know why these people are wrestling. You also might not know these people. So now we have to take you through the hard work that they've been doing for weeks – to show you a match that the crowd will not be into because they just don't know what's going on. They don't know who anybody is. They don't know why they should care. It's just not, it's integrated into the shows, but it's really not. I don't think this is just about them not being able to do the cruiserweights. It's also about WWE has actual competition now in the mm-hmm. form of the indies. Yep. For the first time in forever. You think so? Yes. I really feel like You think for weekend, talent. It's yeah. a competition for no, talent, but not Cody for money. No, I think Cody Rhodes like, turned... Like opened a faucet this weekend with that promo he cut. Did anyone see the Ring of uh, Ring of Honor Global Wars promo that Cody nope. cut? Yep. Saying that oh, he's was... the biggest draw in wrestling now and basically openly addressing Roman Reigns. And, and saying, then Roman like, went off on Twitter yep. about it. Ah. And then he came back. So it's been like Cody, I feel like, acknowledged something that is true. There is now another option where you can make a living outside of WWE. I think it's a real issue. It, it draws attention to that because they know they have options now. And it also talks to, w, well, not even WWE, but main roster's inability to develop the storylines for these guys because Neville NXT was a success. Neville NXT was an entirely different character. They bring yeah, him up, and so they it's fuck not him just... up, 
and then they shove him in the cruiserweight. Yeah, it's not just the cruiserweights. Like he's Neville has not like he's had moments that have been beautiful and that have either been beset by injury or weird writing mm-hmm. since he has come up from NXT, but he has never been the performer no. that he should be the since fact NXT. That Vince tried so to this... legitimately tried to turn him into Mighty Mouse. Yeah, because what he's got ears he's or whatever. Small and he's got ears. He's Let's small. put a cape on him. Yeah, I, I have not seen the the GWF promo. I'm sure it's great. I I love Cody. Mm-hmm. He's super talented. I think to a certain point you come and cut those promos to get yourself yeah, over. Absolutely. Well, you cut you every promo to, to get them. But I mean, you it's have to remind. All this stuff we're seeing with Jimmy Jacobs being fired because right, of right, him right. being involved with Bullet Club. They're threatened by Bullet Club. And if yes. they're threatened by Bullet Club, they're threatened by what's happening outside themselves for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, it means that they're threatened by the indies. Sure. They're threatened. Again, uh, it's, it's what I talked about when we talked about, you know, whether or not it is petty that they tried to do the too sweet thing. Mm-hmm. By the way, they put up a video that was like, oh, it was like a WWE yeah, 2K18 video that was like, wouldn't it be too sweet if this was the Shield's entrance? And they had the Shield come into their music, but doing the fucking two sweets, yeah, throwing up some two, some Th- throwing up some two sweets in 2K and 2K18. <sighs> so like, you can't tell me that they're not. It, it, this is what happens when again you get to a point where your shirts are selling out in malls across Mm -hmm. the country. Like, it's not just pro wrestling tees. It's not just, you know, VFW The highest selling t-shirt in, the biggest selling t-shirt in Hot Topic. They're getting Funko Pops uh, next year, Bullet Club. Like, oh wow! There yeah. is a Very living cool. to be made, and it's a good living. I believe that. I, I'm not. It's a hard I'm living, but WWE is an hard option too. If that's out there, then what is the what is there in the cruiserweight division to keep those guys there? Well, I mean, look look at what happened in WCW, right? So they had Benoit, Guerrero, Malenko, Jericho, Mysterio. They had all the Juventud Guerrero. They had all these great cruisers who helped set their product apart. All those guys left. Because there was a ceiling. Cruiserweight divisions, by their definition, are putting a ceiling on the performers. Well, just in by it. calling it the division as well, instead of calling it the belt, I think that's what's so limiting. Right. Is you're literally ring fencing them in, and you're saying you're not allowed to do anything else. You can't be a tag team. You can't compete as a tag team. You yeah. can't go compete for the IC belt. You can't be in this or in that. You are in this box. You're not getting out of it. Why should I care? Why should I be invested? Like they're not. You can't evolve a new character if they're not engaging with my current favorite characters. You've asked me to buy into this whole new brand new box of toys. When I'm like, I get my new toy I want to play with it with my old favorite toy yeah why can't they all be X-Men how come these guys have to be new mutants I don't understand I want to see these guys mix up and we've seen that work with Neville you bring Enzo in you bring Neville in it elevates everyone because they're suddenly in a landscape you recognize and understand I think it's the ring posting uh, the ring fencing them in and segregating them from the rest of the roster that is so damaging to them yeah. as a And we've already line. gotten NXT where that's happening, where yeah. a lot of the guys are smarter and more nimble and doing a lot of the mm-hmm. things that are typically what you look for in a cruiserweight division. I think most of us kind of were hoping that the cruiserweight division would become an extension of NXT, kind yeah. of like in an idea and in plotting yeah, and like in planning. super indie on the main roster. Yeah, and it just didn't wind up being that way, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because even with NXT, everybody was kind of still playing with each other and everybody was kind of still buds, you know? Sure, and and I I think you both are hitting it on the head. It's not there's no way that it's integrated. I mean, Matt Matt Hardy was a cruiserweight champion. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. he was also a hardcore champion, a European champion, a tag champion, obviously, but also an ECW world champion. Yeah, um, Christian was a light heavyweight champion, or he you know there was a whole show about him contending and trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Those people were mixed in. Yeah. Uh, Crash Holly. 
was the ultimate yeah. of the right. light heavyweights, uh, even though it was super heavy. Are the Singh brothers like still on 205 choice. or no? No. Because how much more interesting would they be? You talk about yeah. how clowny they are. How much more interesting would they be if they were both like yeah. these valet fucking heat-seeking missiles for gender and you also got to see them yeah, wrestle see dudes them wrestle, on 205 yeah. Live? And carry that over and just be like, our guy is the champion. Like, watch us oh, milk your ass now. Give them, make them do like a lay cool where they're co-champions. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. You can do well, it. We have but... the iconic duo now, so we he... don't need like one. Here, here's the balance, <laughs> though. The same. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Here, here's the balance, though, as a as a final point to this. Um, yes, there is competition, and there are people selling a bunch of shirts and Hot Topic, and that's great. And they're making a ton of money. There, you can make a living as a wrestler in the independent circuit. You don't have to be in WWE. A good living too. However. The WWE is the major league of wrestling. For a lot of these guys who are cruisers, this is a big deal for them to make it to this Roth. They're probably making some of their best money now, oh, I would guess. Some of them, and yeah. for some of these international stars, they're getting a platform that mm-hmm. they wouldn't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. If you put Makira Tozawa in Ring of Honor, him being there doesn't give him a national platform. It just means the people who like Ring of Honor see him. This is a wider platform. So th- so there's the counterbalance. Right. Is Does yeah. that outweigh but how s- poorly they're handled? Some dudes want to be a star. And if that means, you know, leaving and being big fish in small yeah. pond right. until I get a chance to get back into what is the biggest of the fish and be like, look what I can do. Look at the money that I made on my own without yeah. you. Imagine how well I could do, we could do together. Imagine, you know, or even just, hey, are you sure you want me as competition when mm-hmm. you can just treat me as, the, you know, the big little dog that I am? And then some guys just genuinely don't want to go back. And I think a lot of them get treated so poorly and they feel as though they've been so mishandled and mistreated and misused that I think it's awesome that there is an option for them now, that they're still getting people, they're getting eyes on them, they can make a living, yeah. they can go to Japan, they can do Ring of Honor, they can do the indies, right. and it's now an option for these yeah. people. Some people want to you, wrestle. Yeah, you've got your Joey Ryans, yeah. you've got your Kenny Omegas, Young Bucks. I'm not yeah. saying Young Bucks, although looking less likely, but Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, maybe they'll never come over. Joey Ryan's not knocking down the door. Colt Cabana's not going to come at this point. But they've made a living and they've made a life for themselves and that's awesome. Yeah, like some people some people want to do it because they love the wrestling and they like the paycheck and they like being in the WWE and they're okay with, they'll, they'll try to do the brass ring whenever the brass ring stuff comes up. They trust that it's going to happen for them and they're going to push. And then some people are always going to be the people who are like, you know what, I'm going to stop putting my career in these guys' hands and I'm going to put it mm-hmm. in mine because I think I can do a better you job. You have to bet on yourself. How many wrestling podcasts have you heard on, heard when a guy says at one point you have to bet on yourself? There are other Otherwise, ones? you're Dolph Ziggler. Uh, there, there are, are some. Fine. I know, some. I've never heard of this uh, other wrestling podcasts. Uh, well, <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on Neville and the future of 205 Live, let us know about it at facebook.com slash group slash Fights or at Tice Fights on Twitter. When we come back, it's time for three things we loved from wrestling. Up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, you, with the headphones. Just between you and me, the Max Fun store just got some of that sweet, sweet new merch in stock. You know, that merch from your favorite Max Fun shows? Could be posters, tote bags, shirts, stickers, patches, aprons. We got it all. Well, we got a lot. Point is, there's some new stuff. Go to maxfunstore.com. Tights and Welcome. 
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Every week, we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Ah! Danielle, you're up first. What do you want to put over? Okay, I'm putting over um, just the absolute weirdest, pettiest thing I've seen in a long time. So a seamstress uh, gear maker for WWE named Julie Youngberg um, went on Twitter as a response. Someone said something. um, Let me go back and see. So someone tweeted something about like, Oh, wouldn't it be fun if like another person was Matt Hardy or if like a third person was Matt Hardy in one of the matches? And she was like, she said something along the lines of, wouldn't it be fun if Matt Hardy was dead? Or I wish Matt Hardy was dead or something like that. And so, of course, Reby saw it. I don't think she added anybody, but of course, Reby saw it. And apparently they, she is, th- that family has had beef with her for forever, ever. And you can Google it. There's some <laughs> stuff where she thought she got hacked. She used to be married to one dude. Then they got a divorce because I think Reby like like revealed she was cheating on him with another dude. At one point in this argument, Reby tells her that her pussy stank. Like it is so oh, incredibly petty. And I, I I I don't know anything. I do know that if I had a significant other and one of their coworkers, because she is a coworker, one of their coworkers was like, "I wish this person was dead." I'd probably say something about it. Um, but I don't really have sides in this. It's just like. If you like tea and you like drama, go check out that Twitter thing. If anything thing. was going to get Taylor Swift into wrestling, this is it. Yeah. yeah. This is the one. Yeah, this is just tea and just drama. There, there's nothing There's nothing good or life-affirming in this. It's just like <laughs> if you have one of those moments where you're like, I want to see some petty shit go down. This is the petty shit for you. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay? Uh, I have two, but they're both very quick. One is um, I just wanted to say I'm going to put over... Nikki Bella, because uh, my friend has been working on Dancing with the Stars, and he made her sign a birthday card for me. Aww. And she did it with a smile and hope she wishes that all my dreams come true. Aww. So I was like, hey, Nikki Bella, that was really nice of you. You couldn't, didn't have to do that for a full-grown man for a full-grown woman. So like, that was very good of you. Aww. I'm not a child dying of cancer, but she did it anyway. Uh, and the thing that I really, really want to put over is um, obviously Pulp Fashion. Uh, I it back 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 with a bomb this week. I loved it this week. I th- I keep thinking every time it's gonna not be good, and then it's good again. Did you see the board with the all the Mr. Yes. Pinks and the Mr. Blues and the mm-hmm. different pictures? All the different you know? scenes. Oh, yeah. it's the little things like that about that <laughs> segment that kills me every time. Put a belt on these guys. Do something with these guys, please. No kidding. That's not the Game Bludgeon Brothers. Mostly just something. be friends with the Ascension. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Say Those horse sweet boys. I know. Say something. We can help. On one condition. The two of you promise to be our friends. Okay, okay, all right. All right. Vic, you gotta stab him with this. <laughs> you have to be precise, because if not. What even was it? It looked like one of those. It was like, a mayo needle. It was a mayo. That's what I it was. Yeah, bottle. it was either one of those things yeah. you do get sour cream from a Taco Bell, or it yeah. was like something no, that. No, it, like, it was a pump. It was a sports pump, I think. I thought it was full of mayonnaise. No, I think it was painted white. Either way. Oh, I just assumed it was one of those things like when you go to a piano bars and a lady comes by and is like in a nurse's outfit and it's like, I'll put this in your mouth. And I'm like, I don't know you or what that's been. Like, I know you've been putting that in everyone's mouth all night because that's how this works. I'm going to need three more drinks before we have that conversation. Yeah, and it's not $20 worth of booze. (laughs) Not interested in getting hepatitis Z. Uh, I'm going to put over something from Raw, Cowardly Kurt Axel. Let's hear it. And go find him. 
now? I mean, I, I can't do it. I mean, I'm not prepared. I, I'm in my suit. I'm, I can't do it now. Sounds <laughs> like uh, you're scared of Roman Reigns. Scared. No. You know, the fifth member of our team wouldn't be afraid to take on Roman. Yelling dicks. <laughs> Well, you know what? He wound up hanging upside down, so it's probably better for him than he didn't wind up in the match. <laughs> that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. Anything you guys want out there for the audience? I have a show Saturday. Uh, oh, sorry. No, Saturday, November 4th is Thrilling Adventure Hour. That is sold out. But yeah. Sunday, November 5th. 7 p.m. at the Moroccan downtown. Uh, we got this with Mark and Howells doing a double bill with Can I Pet Your Dog? Uh, and our guest for We Got This is going to be Lil Janet Varney, returning for a second go-around, one of our favorite guests. Uh, you can get tickets uh, for a discount right now. Uh, you can go to my website, howloveland.com, to learn more. Oh, that's exciting. I know, right? Do you have anything? I do. I have a book you could buy if you wanted to <laughs> If you read. like buy She just keeps buying. Books. She yeah. keeps writing books. It's I so weird. I keep doing it. They, they, they asked me to and I did it. Uh, I have a book. <laughs> and it's called I Heart Forever. It's a heartwarming, sparkling rom-com. Uh, if you can even believe it. It's got even more swears than this episode. So <laughs> go crazy. Check out yeah, lindsaykelt.com. All the info's there. Danielle. All right. Um, so I am doing, as soon as this loads, I am um, going to be doing a benefit. You have time to buy tickets. I'm, I'm telling you all about this forever in advance. At Nerd Melt Showroom on November 13th, um, a very special occasionally show. Uh, it's a benefit for Trans Lifeline. So if you are in L.A., uh, the, the, the lineup for this is uh, very, very stupid uh, and good. Um, it's like me, Jeffrey J., uh, Riley Silverman, uh, Rhea Butcher, Cameron Esposito, uh, Olivia Hadar. This is a really good lineup, so y'all should buy your tickets. Okay, bye. Love you. <laughs> Our producer is the star of 155 Live, Julian Burrell. <laughs> <laughs> Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to all the Maximum Fun members who donate to this show and keep the lights on when we're in here every week. And we'll be back next week for even more. You guessed it, wrestling. Bye. Bye, Hal. Podcast. Ties and Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.